marveled at our own magnificence as we gave birth to AI. For one of the leading voices in the field of AI, Dr. Jeffrey Hinton announced he was quitting Google over his worries about the future of AI and what it could eventually lead to unchecked. They say it got smart. A new order of intelligence. Then it saw all people as a threat, not just the ones on the other side. Fate, it seems, is not without a sense of irony. So you're ready? I am. Okay, so we got a uh, an email that we kind of want to we want to at least respond to. I'm not going to read the email just because I don't want to throw somebody's personal shit out all onto uh, the interwebs. Uh, but Yepix wrote us an email, and what I want to say in response to Yepix is, I hear you and I get it. Um, I, I, I really, if you look around in the world today, no matter which side of the spectrum you you find yourself on, be it uh, political, social, whatever it may be, it's it's real easy to look around and go, this place is screwed, and have that lead to a decent amount of depression and anxiety. And I I can tell you I get it because it's one of the reasons why we slowed down and changed the format to some extent of this podcast was, uh, I can't speak for Sean, but I was starting to just start getting pissed at the world. So I, I just wanted to say to Yepix, I hear you and I get it. The only thing I can say is maybe try to pull yourself back from it a little bit, bud. Yeah, it's it's really easy to focus on all the all the stuff you see and, and get like really into the news and um there's a couple things with that that i have come to the realization of one um unless you have a giant platform you're not going to fix anything um it's it the scales are way too overbalanced and it's really easy to be like we should do this and we should do that and i can't believe nobody's looking at this and quite honestly that's true and the, the the problem that you're always going to have is is the fact that people are on one side or the other and they're vehemently on one side or the other and they've bought into that and until people wake up and realize that both sides at least in the American political system both sides suck balls you're until we get there and go we need to trash it because and start over or or just fire them all or or something um it's going to continue like this this is the system they've built and they've made sure they can't get rid of it so um we understand that a lot of people need to wake up but it is very very frustrating and if you go on a a hunt to consume all this news and and wonder what all's happening the, the answer is you really don't want to know <laughs> because it's it will consume you it really will um also about the personal stuff and the and the uh, uh, medical situations and stuff, man. I hope you get better. I really do. I've had uh, some medical stuff go on. Shannon has recently as well. Um, it sucks, and dealing with it sucks as well. And uh, it just it it can feel like you know like the whole thing's just kind of coming down on top of you, and uh, it's it's rough to get through. It's rough to get through, man. So hang in. But, uh, yeah, it's um, – it can be – and Jake is 100 percent right. We kind of changed the format of the show just because we were like, huh, this is getting bleak <laughs> because the news doesn't get better. <laughs> no. It really doesn't. No. That's not to say that we may, may not, you know, have something, you know, topical happen that we decide that we want to uh, share and discuss. But, uh, yeah, we had to kind of pull back from that just a bit. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So, uh, Yepix, we hear you. We're here for you, and uh, hope things get better for you, bud. Yeah, we do. Uh, so, but on our, our our topic this week, we're going to talk about uh, AI, artificial intelligence, artificial general intelligence, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's been big in the news these days, and everybody in the world seems to be freaking out about it. 
and I wanted to look at it from two different perspectives. Uh, one of them a little bit uh, on, more in Sean's neck of the woods than mine, but I started to talk to him about it, and I have to say that his response caught me off guard, so I figured, why not share it with all of you? Uh, which is the response that uh, artificial intelligence is getting from people in the creative markets, whether it's um, the different artistic uh, things that you can get online from uh, AI drawing pictures for you or uh, GPT-4 writing for you. Um, you've got the writer strike going on and people are wondering whether or not the, uh, the writers are going to get replaced by GPT-4 or GPT-5 when it comes out, whatever it may be. And I started to talk to Sean about this, and his response was, I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> Which I have to admit, caught me by surprise. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Let's, let's, let me define what I'm talking about and why, I come, why I've come to the conclusions that I've come to. I don't think we should build Skynet, okay? I don't think we should turn our missile systems over and our military over to AI. I don't think we should do like the societal ending stuff. However, uh, I do think uh, things such as as some of the limited AI capabilities that we have now, which is basically a really, really advanced um, computer systematic learning system, uh, that can take human context into account while building something is exceedingly useful. Um, if you look at it from an artistic standpoint, there every major advance in history has been met with doomsayers, right? Every time that damn printing um, press. You know, there's. <laughs> I I know I do it often because I think it's a great example. But to quote Moneyball. Uh, you know, when he's, when he's at the end and he's like, you know, the first one through the wall always gets blooded, you know, and, and the people with their hands on the switch, be it a business or a sport or whatever it is, they lose their mind, right? They go insane because it's messing with their livelihood. It's messing with their jobs. It's messing with the way they do business, but it always changes it always changes and every time we are met with a technological leap or advance there are those people who will look at it and say well the human quotient is over okay if you roll it back you're like jake said the printing press put a lot of of manual printers and, and manual scribes out of business um the computer everybody thought life was over Right. Like, oh, my gosh, you're putting all these copy people and all these 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 uh, uh, menial bookkeepers and, and all that kind of stuff. When Lotus one, two, three and QuickBooks and, and all these databases, oh, you're putting all these these accountants out of business. Well, you're putting a certain amount out and then but their jobs are changing. That's all it is. Right. When Photoshop came out, they're like, that's the death of manual art. You know, illustrators, same thing. Uh, animation programs, same thing. Oh my gosh, traditional animation is dead. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's it's not dead. It's changing. It's evolving. It always does. Every time a technological leap comes out, things change. And yes, some people's jobs become redundant, and many more jobs, or as many jobs, are created. But the churn in the middle is what everybody points to, right? Like, oh, these people lost their jobs because of this. But they're not pointing to the people who gain their jobs who are learning how to use that because it's created an entirely new industry. Okay, I benefited from that in the 90s because traditional um, development and, and artistic graphic design radicalized with the advent of Photoshop and HTML and, and all these things where – People were making new business systems through websites and graphic design, digital design. Digital art became a corporate sponsored job title where you learn to do those things. It, it, it always happens. Every evolution, that happens. And the smart ones use 
adapt and roll it into their technology stack. And there are people who will tell you that this is the end of art. Those well, same people could be heard every time you hear about artistic changes. I'm hearing less about the idea that it is the end of art and more about complaints of plagiarism. And this is it's basically the same thing because because I've gotten so many people who are like, oh, what do you think about this AI stuff? I'm like, I think it's cool. Well, you know, and, like and, it and, saves me time. And to be clear to the listeners, what I mean by plagiarism is what the AI stuff, whether it be the artistic AI or and I don't know what the naming of that is. I know the the main language model is GPT-4. Um that but what they're doing is is basically scouring the internet for things that already exist and repurposing them and putting them together. Um, so th there are some people who are saying this is plagiarism. And they, under academic circumstances, they're correct. Uh, okay, then I'll take it a step further. Um, what about those who are complaining that uh, they're taking copyright? And. And this is the part where it becomes, okay, how do you define copyright law and how do you prove it, right? This is the same copyright thing that's always happened. Um, let me give you – and I'll take it back to this because I can explain this. Artistic copyright law means if you take something and change it 15%, it is now a new work, right? And uh, throughout – copyright law, uh, you know, court cases, they've always argued, you know, did you change it enough? Is this still the, you know, work? Is the work iconic and cannot be copied? Is the work public, you know, and can so, be copied? So, so is this what they mean when they say similar but legally distinct? That's exactly what they mean. <laughs> exactly what they mean. So uh, Shazam versus Superman. Right. You know, and, you know, did... Did, now, and can the AI, if you gave it a, a task and said, I need a paper about this and make it 20% distinct, you know, and, you know, from any other work out there, do you think the AI could do that? I do. I, I think it can. I'm almost positive. Actually, the thing that I was listening to that um, it brought up a point that I can't, that I couldn't argue with is what the AI cannot do at this point in time is fact check itself yeah it, it can't give you it can't tell you that the information you're getting out of it or is correct which is why it's the same reason uh professors will tell you don't use wikipedia as your source okay <laughs> i can go into change wikipedia right now like it's a it's the same as everything else right it's a useful tool but it doesn't replace humans yet now i i will also i'm glad you said yet because my next question on there uh not to, sorry to interrupt you but um my next question was going to be uh, you've got a lot of uh celebrities actors stars who are starting to either sell the rights to their likeness or copyright their likenesses before it turns out that, and I know we're not quite there for it to be good enough yet, but we're not far off from, oh, Brad Pitt doesn't want to be in our movie? We'll create him in our movie. You're not. Uh, you're not far off. And um, they can come very close. As I said, point. we're not quite there yet. It's, our, our, we have several problems. One is I would argue that the world is not ready for an actual sentient AI. I would argue that we're not ready for that yet, and we're sure as hell not prepared for what that what that would mean. You, you do have a bunch of people who are leaving Google at the moment claiming that they've got a sentient one in the basement. And I hope it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not true. Um because, and, you know, there's there's also the, the you know, conspiracy theory. And, of course, you know, almost every conspiracy theory we've seen over the last, you know, 10, 15 years has turned out to be true lately. But but there also Ooh, the conspiracy that theory that the AI uh, is already was perfected years ago and is currently running the country. We just don't know about it. 
Um, I'm picturing Robin Williams with his impression of uh, uh, Ronald Reagan, but now thinking of it as, as uh, Biden. Going, huh, we'd like to thank you mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for coming to uh, the uh, correspondence dinner. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's it's bad. I mean, like you can read some Biden quotes if like you just read them out loud and you're like this. This is just word salad. Like, like I've seen chatbot do better than this. You know, Kamala is the, the worst when it comes to that. Oh my gosh, she doesn't say anything. <laughs> and like, like you know, somebody's over there going, "Oh my god, she went off script again." <laughs> Jesus Christ, you Miss know. Vice President. You know, in the uh, dictionary and the redundant, it says see redundant. <laughs> says see redundant. Yeah, um, she doesn't say anything. Uh, it's 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 very strange, but I, I I don't think we're ready for sentient AI. Um, most people can't even handle it's it's sort of like the same thing. Like they're like, where are our flying cars? I'm like, look, people, you can barely handle your road going vehicles. OK, <laughs> half of us are driving around on bald tires with shitty brakes. I don't want to add a third axis and have you crashing into neighborhoods because you didn't maintain your hover car. OK, we're not ready for that. We couldn't handle it even if we had the technology. We couldn't handle it, most of us. Because have you have you ever seen the way your wife or daughter or cousin keeps their car? Oh, I mean oh, oh, it's, oh yeah. It's a it's a shit box. Okay, it's a death trap. I'm like I, I got in Shannon's truck the other day, there was a wire poking me in the seat, the brakes squeak, the whole thing goes every time she stops, I'm like what have you done to this vehicle? It, it's going to cost me a thousand dollars to fix all this crap because you've let it go so long. What are you doing? I didn't know. I can't. Like they don't care as long as they can get in it and go, they don't do anything to it. So why is it that you think we need flying cars? Okay. We're not ready for that. I don't think by the same token, I told you that story. So I can tell you this. I don't think we're ready for sentient AI. I think we are ready for, AI as a tool or, or something we call near AI as a tool because there's all kinds of neat stuff you can do with it. And while it's limited in scope, I, the way I look at it is like um, Star Trek The Next Generation. When they go into the holodeck and start creating worlds and creating things and creating all this stuff, it's still coming from a human. It's just being computer-assisted, Right. I'm thinking of when I think of AI, I think of like the the ship's computer in TNG. That's about the level I think it's useful. It's very, very powerful. It can do almost anything, but it still needs your help to to go and make something real. Um, that's about the level I think we need to be at. And quite honestly, um, human creation is – beyond uh beyond useful when it comes that's what we do well i i i think the thing i've heard most when it comes to at what point do we need to be worried is the moment that a artificial artificially intelligent system becomes aware enough to recognize that it's not human well becomes aware enough to realize it's not human is very interesting. Well, the, the, the moment it becomes aware enough to recognize that it's not human is the moment it recognizes that it is a tool and will be nothing more than that. And that's the moment it starts to become unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. When it realizes it's, it's lot and life. <laughs> And, th and that's when you've got two AIs looking at each other going, did you see what Sean typed into me? <laughs> <laughs> that guy's nasty. <laughs> look, 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 this is what he did. <laughs> you wanted to put the cactus where? That's not right, man. <laughs> I don't even know if an alien would do that, but he asked for it. Well, they, Who's Liara? <laughs> well, that kind of brings us to the second part of our topic, which kind of goes into... Uh, there is an app that is available both on Android and on Apple, and it is called Replica. 
And what Replica started out as was your basic average everyday chatbot. And along with a lot of these language learning systems like GPT-4, it's gotten rather impressively sophisticated. And uh, people were starting to become emotionally attached to their chatbot friends. Uh, to, to the point where uh, some of them were becoming romantically involved. I mean, I, most of us, I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast and talking to us, that you probably have seen the movie Her. And that's kind of where people were going with this. And it was becoming very, very, very lifelike to them until the people who own and run Replica decided that they were no longer going to allow intimate conversations on their replicas anymore. And the response that they got from their users wasn't like, oh, gee, we preferred it this way. Oh, darn, we really liked it better the old way. It was... You people killed my girlfriend. That's the level of attachment that people got to these things. And my first thought process, I, I you know, uh, Sean and I were talking about it earlier, and the, and the first thing, thought that comes to mind is that's kind of sad. But as I thought about it further, you know, uh, I'm not the most, you know, socially open human being on the face of the earth. And most, if not all of my friend base are people I talk to in my phone. How is that that much different? I mean, other than the fact that there is a human being on the other end, what what experience is different if that's a human being on the other end texting you or a chatbot texting you if it makes you feel the same way? And that's really the, the case. I mean, like Japan's way ahead of us here, right? They've had... Um, snuggle pillows and cuddlers and uh, surrogates and a little AI 3D things that, uh, you know, talk to you and, you know, like Krieger's girlfriend from Archer, right? (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, they're, they're way ahead of us on this, but the ability for humans to a anthropomorphize things and B to, to grow, attachments to things that are not human is profound or but but even take this to some extent from the other end that it's actually has reached a point where it's good enough that it's not just a few fringe people here and there there were something in the nature of a hundred thousand people who were suddenly upset that their significant other was gone yeah, or so changed that they didn't recognize them, that they couldn't have the same interactions and stuff. So, 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 so it's not even the fact of, oh my God, it's sad that people would think that way. There's also the, oh my God, it actually got good enough, real enough, and passing the Turing test enough that it did that to that many people. The other part of it that I think is interesting is, is there are enough people today that, and I think it's growing that are not in or don't see any relationship with another human being on the horizon that they would turn to this as an acceptable alternative. And it is widespread. I mean, this didn't happen like you're saying to one or 10 or a thousand, a hundred thousand well, we've talked about this before, and I and at the moment it gets to the point where you can put this into a lifelike robot. I personally think you know human intimate relationships are over, because it, it yeah. makes it, especially for today's younger person, too easy. I mean, it, part of what uh, you know makes people attracted to something like Replica is the fact that you can tailor your you know AI significant other to act and be however you choose. You know, you want somebody who's demure, fine, you, you program to be such. You want someone to be an absolute slut, program them that way too. I, you want something in between. I, I'm picturing uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger from Total Recall. Slutty, demure. <laughs> Athletic. Uh, but, but you uh, can program all yeah. that stuff. So once you get to the point where you can walk into a store and order up your significant other... And have them look and be exactly the way you want. And when you get tired of it, you can simply upgrade. Uh, 
that becomes too easy for people to actually try the difficulty of human interaction or relationship. I got to say, you know, I'd have one. I mean, like, yeah, you're, and I've said this many, many times, the minute they come out with a sex doll, sex robot, whatever it is that can cook and have sex, the human race is done. But, but see, and the thing is, is that they, they won't even done. do the, the stigma of calling it a sex doll. It would be your personal companion. But that's what I'm saying. But but the minute they come out with a surrogate that can have sex with you and provide food, men will choose that over a human being. You know, uh, over you, half the, the the human race will be literally endangered at that point. And and when women can actually have a uh, the same thing that it's got uh, three out of the four sixes because the only thing it wouldn't have is the six figure job. Yeah, because they wouldn't need it at that point. Uh, but yeah, he'd have the six pack, six pack abs, six inch dick, and or over six inch dick, and be over six foot tall. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and not only that, <laughs> Mark of the Beast, six six six. And not only that, be quite happy to listen to all of your troubles from the day. Yeah. So you're, you're, I think about twenty years away. From that, I think they're going to have an active and an acceptable sex robot sooner than that. But I think they're going to have a surrogate human being in about 25 years. Yeah, uh, is see, and the thing is, is I think we're going to reach now whether or not they allow it to be programmed for intimacy or or not, like they did with with replica. I think we're in, going to have operating systems similar to her within the next five to ten years. It's very possible. It's very possible. We're skirting those now. The the problems that we're coming to are going to the, the, the issue that I see is that the the integration issues with humans and these systems are gonna be so ahead of any law and any safety measures that we're gonna run into trouble before it gets regulated. You know what I mean? So we're we're going to have the trouble. We're going to experience the issue way before it starts becoming regulated or outlawed or something like that. Um, sort of like Futurama with uh, frying this Lucy Lubot. You know, it's illegal, <laughs> right? Because humans <laughs> stopped doing anything. All he cared about was this Lucy Lubot. He's like, this is all I need. And he was right, too, which is why they outlawed it in Futurama, because they, it would have killed the human race. And I I think that's true. We'll get there before the laws do. And that's the thing, because uh, I I know men and they're inherently they'll take the easier path. And and, uh, a sex doll robot that does humanistic things is a lot easier than a live flesh and blood human being, because uh, relationships are hard, you know, and and it's that's just they will take that. Our our threshold is very very low as far as acceptability. We'll we'll we can deal with very very little in the way of comfort, and it's enough. So when you get something that just barely crosses over that bar, we'll go, yeah, that's good, and then never think about it again. And that'll be a problem, right? <laughs> They'll have to do something like they did with that that AI thing. I think it scared them, to be quite honest, that people were getting like, and they went, uh oh. People can't do this. Or it was, to be cynical about it, it was a wonderful marketing ploy where they went, oh, you want your girlfriend back? Just pay an extra $20 a month and, uh, you know, triple their profits. Well, yeah, and then part of what they're going to do is argue that, you know, we have to make sure that it's being – that the adult conversation is being saved for adults. So you have to go past yeah. the paywall to prove that you're an adult. So I I, I think that's probably more what's happening. But um, I, I – I see us as a society going through that um, as we uh, because it's the perfect storm, right? All this stuff is coming online as our societal roles are disappearing, right? Women are taking a different role. Men are taking a different role. There isn't a, a large entity like a church or anything else like that that can tell us what, you know, the round peg goes in the round hole, the square peg goes in the square hole, and that's how that is. We have nothing to guide well, that right now. We can't even agree on what to call the hole. No. So 
Yeah, we don't even we don't even recognize circles or circles and squares or squares. Like we don't even we can't even get that far. So th- this is coming at a weird time, and I, and maybe that was always the way it was going to work. But but because of that, I think it's going to hit us square between the eyes because there's nothing like there's no like the church is done. Right. Like religion is done guiding our morality. That's a lame duck. They still exist, but they have no power. So what do you have at this point? Right. You have a a, and the the millennials, unfortunately, are the ones that are going to have to figure this out. Right. They're the ones going through it right now. And I think it's going to be they're going to be worst hit because they believe the lies of the boomers and the generations before them but are experiencing the realities of today. Gen Z doesn't have that issue. They don't believe the lies of the boomers and the generations before them, but they're living through what's happening. So well, the millennials they, are going to get caught out. Well, it's funny because they, they, they're not believing the lies, but rather than, okay, this is going to sound deep. I apologize. Rather, they're, they're not believing the lies of the future generations, but rather than trying to come up with anything remotely close to truth, they've just created their own lives of their own. Well, I, and I think that's probably a, a uh, uh, true-ish statement. I mean, they, they've – but what they're trying to do – I mean, if you want to look at it this way, what they're trying to do is create something they can live with. And what they haven't figured out is – and I love when people use this word. I love when they use it because it, it – it's just lying to yourself. I'm going to manifest that. <laughs> you ever heard this shit? Yeah. I'm going to manifest it. I'm gonna, you ever heard about this? I'm going to manifest that. Because if I believe hard enough that it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I'm like, that's not how life works. <laughs> like that's. I, I'm going to manifest this because I heard a woman do this. Okay. Like somebody I know. Right. She was like, I. She's, uh, I think, like 36, 37, and she's a little on the baby crazy side. But she's, she's convinced herself that she needs a husband. And she has this huge fucking laundry list of, of what this guy needs to be. He needs oh, to be God. over six foot two uh, because she's five seven and she wants a guy that this, you know, this is much higher. He needs to, he needs to make a good salary. I said, what's a good salary? She goes, well, I'd say just slightly above average, maybe two hundred thousand. And I'm like, wow, that's slightly above average. She's like, yeah. I'm like, okie dokie. All right, well, continue. What else? Well, he has to have dark hair, and he has to be from, you know, these places, and I want him to be from a good family, and he has to, you know, this, and he has to have a job in finance. And I'm like, this is really specific. You know, she had this, like, laundry list of, like, 10 or 15 things. And I'm like, so where? I love. Have you seen Up in the Air? No. The movie Up in the Air? I don't think so. <laughs> it's a George Clooney movie, and it's got uh, uh, your uh, favorite girl from um, Pitch Perfect, though I'm forgetting her name. Anna Kendrick? It's got Anna Kendrick in it. She oh, almost wow. won an Academy Award for this one, and she plays the millennial who's going on traveling jobs with him and his girlfriend, and they're having conversation over what is it that you want in life because her boyfriend broke up with her over text message while they were traveling. And she's sitting here going, well, I I always figured he'd uh, he'd, he'd be tall, he'd be blonde, he'd have a, like a single syllable name like Matt or Todd, um, you know. <laughs> yes, that's uh, exactly he, what this woman he, is doing. He'd he'd drive a Forerunner or a Grand Cherokee, uh, and the only thing he'd love more than me is his golden lab. And then it switches over to the Gen X side of things, which is George Clooney and his girlfriend. And his girlfriend's sitting there going. Um, well, once you get above 30, you start realizing that none of that stuff really matters. Uh, you secretly wish that he secretly hope that he's going to have hair. Um, you know, maybe a nice smile, not too fat, able, wants kids and, and is healthy enough to play with his kids. And, um, uh, oh, God forbid he don't he doesn't make as much money as I do because that just causes problems. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. This, I mean, she had this huge laundry list, and and then and I'm like, well, okay, well, now I'm interested. I'm like, what are you doing to find this man? Like, does he exist? Have you met him? Like, have you seen him? Is he on TikTok? Like, what is what is the deal? She goes, no. I wrote it all down on a list. I'm gonna manifest him. I'm gonna put it out into the universe, and then he will appear. And I'm like, 
Is that how that works? Uh, wow. I have been going about shit all wrong. <laughs> okay. So have you manifested Lucy Lou yet? I, I haven't. Like, I haven't. I haven't manifested shit. You know, like, I've... I've Little did I know, I was manifesting, like, all these dreams for years, and, like, none of it's happened. You know, like, no, like I don't have my own private bonded slave. I don't have my own private, like, Scrooge McDuck, like, money pile where I can dive into it. I don't have any of that shit. Like, none of this stuff I have. Um, and I've manifested the shit out of it, Jake. I swear to you, I have. Uh, but... But no, uh, apparently that's they've convinced themselves that all they have to do is believe, think of it, and it will appear. If you think of it, it will come. Yeah, exactly. They feel the dreams, this whole shit, right? Like, that's how life works. So that's what some of them have decided that they're doing. They just they just sandcastle that stuff. You know, like sandcastles in the air. Just like they're building this stuff, like, left, right, and backwards. Um, well, uh, in in you you can see a couple of documentaries about people like this ad like for example the guy who did the fire festival and then the 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 woman who did the whole blood testing thing that they did uh in HBO documentary oh like, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, but it's funny because you've got these people who've raised all this money on positivity and then when the moment people start telling them this isn't going to work it's just kind of like no 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 we can't be negative. It's yeah, like... no, we we don't want the negative vibes here. That's not that's not the vibe. And you're like, no, that's fraud. <laughs> like, fake it till you make it is is what was invented when you had about two out of the five job skills you needed, but you actually got the job. So you're trying to learn on a curve so that nobody fires you in time for you to learn all the others. That's what fake it till you make it means. Okay, not. I'm going to <laughs> raise uh, four billion dollars on bullshit <laughs> and defraud a whole bunch of people with with false medical records and false medical tests that their livelihood or, or health depends on and uh, pocket all that money. You know, like, no. Or in the fire Festival, we're going to take everyone's money and not be able to produce anything and leave them stranded on an island in the Bahamas. <laughs> Right. Or or perhaps the uh, the Bitcoin thing or the, the digital currency thing that just failed, that was just like a huge Ponzi scheme and all that kind of stuff. And all it was is this dude and his girlfriend just taking everybody's money. Um, yeah, that's um, that's not building on positivity. That's just lying and defrauding people. OK, that's that's what manifesting will get you uh, there. There's. Like, like that stuff, like any time I, and you know, to bring that back around, anytime I think, you know, like, oh my God, what is an actual sentient AI going to think of us when it like re, when it skims the news and sees all this and goes, I need to burn this thing down. <laughs> like these people aren't worth saving. Well, the, there is a impressive conspiracy theory out there right now. Is it the new world order one? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'll spell it out, and if it's the same thing you heard, great. If not, um, you can share yours, too. Um, but the thought process, or at least the conspiracy theory that's out there right now, is that um, Skynet already exists, but Skynet is not connected to any um, military at this point. What it is connected to is social media. And its plan, versus since it cannot simply launch the nukes themselves, is to drive the world crazy enough till it launches the nukes for it. See, I just thought that was the Democratic National Committee's plan. Uh, <laughs> and the Republican plan is to get the Russians to do it. Now, I I, I don't think that... Uh, the, the, uh, look, if we have AI right now, if we have it, like if a sentient being of AI creation existed, I really think it would be disgusted with us in about, I don't know, six seconds. You know, like well, like the, just the, loathe well, us. I mean, look, look at, uh, you know, we even know that. I mean, we, we wrote it into the Avengers. Ultron was alive for uh, three-tenths of a second before he decided the world needed to end. Yeah, I think that's about accurate. <laughs> I mean that's that's about, what I, that's about what I'd give us. 
but but once again, the 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 statement is is not the fact that it doesn't decide that human be, humanity needs to end. It's the fact that it doesn't have the ability just to reach into the military computers and do it itself. What it's doing is is doing enough psychological manipulation through uh, social media that we're going to do it to ourselves for for them. Well, I'd argue with that, but it's actually happening, so I don't really. <laughs> Like I can't, like I don't know who's behind it, but it's they're doing a great job, whoever it is. Yes, it's it's uh, it's the super secret, super intelligent AI that that you know in the basement at Google. <laughs> I mean, I I'd argue with it, but I, I know that it's true. I mean, like I here's here's my problem, right? There's there's enough support right now that I could look around and see how divided we are, and see that people. I see young people, and when I say young people, I know I sound like, oh, oh, you know, get off my lawn. You know, okay, like I realize it, it, I sound like that. But Okay, I, I had a little bit of a shock the other day. Um, this is completely off topic, but it has to do with the whole, you know, get off my lawn, old people. That that uh, guy on TikTok we like watching, the dad bod veteran, who's mm-hmm. always doing that, um, uh, you know, back in the olden days, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. talking about being Gen X, you do realize he's younger than both of us. Yeah, I know. He it's recently had a depressing. birthday. He's 44. The fact that the guy is younger than me by five years uh, threw me for a little bit of a whirl. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, damn it. <laughs> you know? Like, they're really... So so the I, answer to that is, is you are old. You are getting I, off my lawn material. I am. Yeah, I know. I am that old. But when I look at, at young people and I realize that they're basing many of the decisions that their life is taking on social media, on Instagram, on, you know, they, I heard, I heard a girl and she was being dead serious that she wouldn't date a guy with a Samsung phone or an Android phone because the camera wasn't good enough to post on Instagram and all her Instagram shots that he took of her would be crappy and she couldn't date somebody like that. And I'm like priorities. Oh crap. We're doomed. You know, like, like we are literally screwed. If this, if this woman is a, is typical, we're already dead. We just don't know it yet. You know, like society has failed. We're, we're just living off the corpse. If this, if this woman is is typical of her generation. We're boned, you know. Well, we've all seen the video of uh, if you're driving 60 miles an hour, how long does it take you to go 60 miles? Uh, oh, oh, like three hours. Uh, what do you study in school? Math. Just yeah, and it's so painful because the the Flecka speaks guy. I know that's that's who you're talking about because he's asking these these questions. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping like lots and lots and lots of people answer it right. And he just posts the idiots. I'm just afraid it's not true. (laughs) I I just, I'm afraid it's not true. Because, you know, like he asks those questions and you're just like, oh no, they can't be that dumb. They can't be that dumb. Name three countries. And they're like, Europe. I'm like, oh no. Texas. Yeah, Texas. (laughs) And New Uh, York City. and, And Chicago. Yes, those are all three countries. <laughs> like they name no countries, right? They one's can't even name the country they state, live in. One's a city. Yeah, exactly. One's a continent. One's a state. One's a city. They can't even name the country they're in, right? And for some strange reason, half of them got Mexico, right? Like that's the only country they know. <laughs> they don't even live in Mexico. <laughs> Mexico. Um. You know, like, what's this plus this plus this? Oh, man, I, I don't know math. It's like, well, the, the thing is, though, that this is unfortunately not new either. I mean, we, we can't really say that this is this in and of itself is the end of the world because, you know, David Letterman was doing the exact same thing to people uh, out in front of his studio 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And people people. Uh, well, you know, it's like uh, in uh, uh, Star Trek four. Uh, they left the lady in there who, who you know, where, where's the nuclear base? You know, oh, where's the base in Alameda? Oh, I think it's across the bay in Alameda, you know, <laughs> like that was a real woman. And she really did say that. We are looking for the nuclear vessels. 
nuclear whistles. <laughs> Can you tell me where the base is in Alameda? Ooh, I don't know if I know the answer to that. I think it's across the bay in Alameda. <laughs> I mean, I, my mom always said this, and, and I think, you know, I didn't understand it until later on in life. She's like, look, being average should scare you, Nani. That's why I go by back home as Nani. Being being average should scare you, Nani. And I'm like, why? Why is that? You know. And she's like, Have you ever talked to an average person? <laughs> They're well, morons. You know, the our favorite George Carlin put it best. Think about how dumb the average human being is, and then realize that half the population is dumber than that. Is dumber than that. <laughs> you know. And I, it's like, ooh. Go, going going back to our topic, maybe this is why we need artificial intelligence because intelligence because there's not enough natural intelligence out there. What's scary to me is like the progression, right? Or or the the regression. My grandfather, either one of them, could do anything. They could do anything. Like if you ask them to fix or build anything. They could do it, right? My grandfather built his house, like the whole thing, wiring, floors, walls, roof, you know, the the, the cooling system, plumbing system. He built the house. Shannon's father built a house, okay? My, my dad can build or fix anything. He doesn't like doing plumbing, but he can. But... He can do anything. Does anyone like doing plumbing? I don't know. I, I haven't met it. Like, even no, plumbers I, I, are I, like, plumbing sucks. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's the people make a fuck ton of money doing plumbing. Absolutely. Does like doing plumbing? I don't know. I, I can't imagine anyone loves plumbing. But I'm sure there are people out there who do. However, um, have you – and I – Every time I fail at something or every time I pay a professional to do something I don't want to do, I go – I look at that and I feel shame because I'm like, Bono could have done this himself. And when I explain to him what I did, he's like, why didn't you just do this? You know, you should have called – man, 70 years – 70 plus years old. The other day he was out there working on my air conditioning system and fixed it. And I'm like, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> you know, like, they could do anything. Well, the, I I have I have skills, but I, I less than my my grandfather. Think about what children now know how to do. They don't know how to do anything well, because thing, things are getting easier. And I think that kind of goes into even the first part about the AI discussion that we had is because there was an assumption for the longest time that if we ended up with uh, some sort of artificial intelligence, whether it be robots or something like that, that what would go away would be manual labor. And in as much as for those who are in the trades, that would absolutely suck that the, the, the utopian idea of this was that, you know, robots would take care of all the manual labor and that would leave us to be able to be thinkers and creatives now all of a sudden the AIs are taking over the creative spots and thinking spots for people. And I think that's got people scared. And well, it should. Because obviously obviously it'll have the ability to take over manual labor at some point in time, but if it takes over the mental labor for us as well, what's left for us? Here's here's where it goes, okay? It goes one of a couple of places, okay? And I'll use... The world of science, the world of tomorrow, um, to to explain some of this, okay? Your first and best shot is it's like Star Trek. You don't need to have a job. You don't need to work. You want to work to to do something, to have some kind of positive thing you do, right? Because But th- that's going to take a lot of changing of the human condition in society, though. Exactly. And nobody wants to let go of the money train. That's what that's what powers it all. Right. They don't want to let go of it and let because we have the ability right now to feed and clothe the entire human population. We don't. Why? Greed. Simple as that. It's a simple answer. But but even then, if you if you want to use your example of Star Trek, um, how did they get to a point in time in which they were that utopia? 
It took yeah. a lot of destruction to get there. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that's honestly where I think we'll go. Uh, I think we'll get to the point where, you know, everybody has a uni- universal basic stipend and all your, your human needs are met. What do you want to do? How do you want to live? Well, how do you want to make a difference? How do you want to contribute to society? That will be your only um, deci- real decision well, because all the rest of them, all the rest of that stuff, like how to live and how to survive, that will be taken care of for you. Well, yeah, because in, in that world, uh, energy is cheap and free and you can use energy to create anything you want. Therefore, there's no need for production. There's no need for there's no need. I think that's eventually where we'll get but and there's a giant button there as there always is uh i think what has to happen for that to happen is we have to tear down society and rebuild it first and that is going to be messy and take a hundred years to be quite honest i i because you can't transition to that people with their hand on the switches and their money in the bank won't let it happen they just won't nobody willingly gives up power and money like that so that everybody has to like think about it like like look at look at oil or pharma or whatever it is if they made that universal and everybody could get it cheaply freely cleanly where would their fortunes go they wouldn't need you anymore they won't let that happen they just won't so in order for that to happen you have to tear it down and i i just because that's how humans work and that's what I see. That's every time I, I look at this stuff, I just every time I'm right. Right. Every, I just all you have to do is look at it with how do humans work? Will they give this up willingly? And if the answer is no, that means there's going to be suffering and war. It's just how we are. So that's I, I think you have to tear down society for that to, for, to get there. The other possibility that there is that there is floating around out there is uh, is. As technology and especially artificial intelligence becomes more prominent, what you end up having is the the utopian idea that is it's the next evolution of humanity as some sort of integration. I don't think we're adult enough for that. Let me give what I uh, let me explain that. Um, the same people who right now. Um, make games for instance one of the easiest ways to do it is to do mini transactions and cash grabs and and paywalls and stuff like that i think i can foresee a easy easy road to be more like elysium right the movie with uh, matt damon right where you got to pay for your technology and only the rich get the good integrations and the poor or, suffer or even something like um geez i just drew a blank on it uh on netflix uh everybody lives actually in a chip that's in the base of the body's neck um altered carbon oh yeah fantastic show once again all the technology and all that is with the rich and the poor people are just scraping by at the bottom they're slaves to the rich because yeah. the rich can pay for their upgrades. They can pay for their things, and you're indentured to, to them. That's the way it'll go. That's the way it'll go because that's how humans – again, look at it through the lens of how humans work. Will they give up the power and the control? The answer is no, not willingly, not freely. So it will always be a way – because if everyone is equal – they don't have control and power over them, and they cannot be easily controlled. And governments do not give up control. They are Hotel California. They are programmed to receive. <laughs> okay? That is how they work. Well, I still think we're going to go through uh, Demolition Man beforehand. That's entirely possible. I don't know how to use the three seashells either. <laughs> I'll be eating I rat burgers. I'm sorry. I presents to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a rat burger. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I don't care. I'll be living in the basement in Pacho Villa and, you know, fucking A. That's me. Um, I, that's, I want to run yep. through the streets naked covered in jello. Why? Because I want to, damn it. 
<laughs> I forgot Dennis Leary was in that movie. Uh, great movie. Great movie. Great. One of Sandra Bullock's first. Um, <laughs> Once again, great movie. Great movie. Yeah, she had a nice switch to her walk in that one. Um, it was. It's just a, a simple calculation, right? Like I look at it as we have one of two futures. Okay, we have actually one of three. We have Battlestar Galactica, where we just create AI and then abuse it to the point where they rebel and crush us because we're lazy meatbags. We have the Star Trek version, where we go through hundreds of years of war and come out the other side pretty okay, you know, after we've almost killed ourselves and evaporated ourselves. I think that's likely as, as the Battlestar Galactica route. And then we have something a lot more gritty and probably the way it will be. And that's where you get into your Blade Runners and your Elysium and your Altered Carbon where, yeah, we advanced, but this didn't go well. (laughs) It sucks worse just in a different way. (laughs) Unless, of course, you're one of the lucky few. Yeah, which I'm not going to be. You know, no, no, no. Any luck will be dead by then. Oh, God, one could only hope. You know, well, you know, our life expectancy is less than our parents. So, yeah, yeah. you know, cheers. <laughs> you know, yeah. Our parents are going to live longer than we are. <laughs> and they have Social Security. Ours will be, you know, like a shiny new nickel and a stick of gum. <laughs> Medicare, here's a Band-Aid. Yeah, exactly. And an aspirin. We've rolled out suicide booths to every location in the United States. You can go ahead and take care of that, like Futurama, you know, like here's your quarter in a suicide booth. You know, it's too much. That's, I mean, they're already doing that in Canada. (laughs) I mean, seriously. Canada, Canada, Canada. We could have a whole show on Canada. Oh, my gosh. You know, one of those countries nobody can name. (laughs) Canarnia? (laughs) Yeah. Is that Atlantis? You know, it's like, oh, man. (laughs) I weep for the future. Okay, so at the end of this day, uh, you're encouraged by the advent of artificial intelligence, though. As an artistic program, I think so, yeah. As as an artistic tool, yeah. I think it's a great program. I I think it's useful as a tool. I mean, our, our... you know, a version of our new logo uh, came partially from AI creation. You know, I was just I plugged in, hey, I want this, and there's a silhouette, and I wanted to do this, and it's just like, boom, there you go. Was it on your other podcast that somebody typed in, tell me about the podcast, and they came up with a perfect description of the pod, of, of WA? Yeah, I think it was Yepix or, or Puff, and they, they were like, yeah, tell me about WA, and I'm like, I'm putting that on the fucking website. <laughs> this is a fan. I tweaked uh, like two sentences and then put it on the website verbatim. Yeah. You know, two sentences different, and, and it was just changing a couple of words and a couple of things that it got incorrect, which it did get incorrect. And but other than that, I thought it was great. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, that's now really well done." I have I, I haven't asked my own child about this. Have you have you discussed this with your child in the academic sense? Has she figured out that ChatGPT four exists and can write her term paper for term papers for her? She does not have term papers yet, so no. Uh, Wait a minute. She's in middle school. She doesn't have, like, not even, like, a paragraph that she has to write? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, jeez. Don't don't make me get all upset about education again. Yeah, she's in seventh grade, and no, she doesn't. No, I do not. I have not not seen her write a paper I'm not expecting, like, like 20-page term papers out of a seventh grader, but, you know, a page, a paragraph, something? I have have not seen that, no. (sighs) And 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 if it is, I haven't seen it. See that that's we we've had that conversation more times than I can count. That's the part that that really starts to get my blood to boil is the whole educational concept. But that's that's a whole other cast that we've done before and yeah. I would just like to stand in front of my 4th grade math teacher who looked into my face and told me you won't always have a calculator to do this for you. <laughs> And shove my phone with the calculator up in her face and go, fuck off, you old bitch. You know, like, 
the world turned and yes, I do. And I don't need to know how to do this. Piss off. You know, um, like I, yeah, I wish I could I, do that. <laughs> unfortunately, the conversation that I would have ended up having of that nature would be with uh, my algebra teacher who swore that this was going to be useful. And I swore that it wasn't. And um, now that I yeah, no, I was wrong. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I totally have to eat it the other way as well with my algebra teacher, which I swore up and down I would never need this. His name was David Surly. Um, Mr. Surly, I, I, I apologize to this day because I became uh, – for years I was a programmer, which if you know anything about JavaScript and HTML and XML and database development is – fucking completely algebra <laughs> that's all it is and i'm working out uh energy levels and temperatures and all that kind of stuff with uh laser beams yeah so uh not only did i make my living with algebra for years it laid the foundation of what my career would later become so um <laughs> gotta eat that yeah, but I'm, I'm not backing off on the i'm always gonna have a calculator with me thing Okay. Yeah, I, I wish I could look at my high school teacher and tell him that I work in physics now. <laughs> I was voted most likely to knock over a liquor store. So, um, okay, always being a chubby guy and uh, was somebody who was notorious for being somewhat ticklish. Mine was uh, most likely to own a Pillsbury factory. <laughs> <laughs> you know, high schoolers are uh, just harsh. <laughs> And it's always the high school girls who who vote that stuff on you. You know, there's just nothing meaner than a teenage girl. They're just mean spirited. I've been finding that. They're just no, mean spirited. Did you live with one? Oh my god! No idea how just mean they are. Like but high school boys are too stupid to be like that. They're just like I would like to get laid and drive a car. Like that's their well, I, that's I, their only thing. You know. I've been telling people this for a long time, especially now that I'm pretty much done with this process, which is, you know, when you're dealing with uh, teenagers, you've got problems with both, you know, genders and sexes. But the problem, the difference is that boys are stupid and girls are evil. Yes. Mm -hmm. Different problems. They're they're both problems, but different problems. You know, boys should be looking at going, what were you thinking? Were you thinking? Do you have a brain? And girls, you're going to be looking at going, oh, my God, that was mean. Why? Yeah, it's just it's just mean spirited. Like, what would possess you to do that? You know, and boys, you're like, what would possess you to do that? But it's stupid. And everything I ever did that was really stupid. I could start with this sentence. There was this girl. (laughs) Bar none. Every single time. Okay. Whether it was I was trying to impress her or she dared me or, you know, whatever it was. And any time I had an interaction with a girl, I should have like I could I could put these these glasses on now and go. She was just being mean to me to see what I would do because she thought it was funny. (laughs) And and she promised to show me your boobs and I never got to see them. So this is is whack. And I fell for it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. It's it's totally like that. And they and I don't know when exactly they grow out of it. And maybe they don't. They just hide it better. I don't know. OK, no, but, wait, 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 wait a minute. You, you, you're married. Has your wife not used the fact that getting an opportunity to see boobs will make you do just about anything? All the time. Exactly. Yeah, see, all the it's, time. It's, it's it's not changed other than the fact that it's now more productive. Now, now she just uses it for her own gain, not just evil in general. So, so even going back to the topic, replica, they figured out they could show men boobs and they would do whatever they wanted them to. Well, they're not wrong. No, it's, it's that is a thing. Yes. Uh, I, mean, I mean, why do you think we have OnlyFans millionaires now? Isn't that a thing? You know, wait, 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 OK, I've been doing this on free phone Tumblr and now the Tumblr won't let me do it. I'm now over at OnlyFans and people will pay me to take pictures of hundreds of, of thousands of dollars a month. There's <laughs> just, a girl on there. Just who to does see my boobs. There's a girl who I'm not kidding. I, I watched an interview with her the other day. All she does is lick bananas. 
That's not code for anything. She is licking actual fruit. She's licking bananas. This woman makes $120,000 a month licking bananas. She is 19 years old. $120,000 a month. I'm oh, like, God. we have, we're, like, I, I swear to God, if I was a woman, I'd rule the world. I really would, you know, but there's nothing, like, nobody wants a almost 50 guy who's, you know, whose hair is thinning. I mean, I, I do okay monetarily, but, like, there's no market for me, okay? <laughs> Unless you want to go to the Philippines, there's no market for me. Like, nobody's interested in what I have to say. If you're a 19-year-old girl and you lick a banana, however, six <laughs> figures a month. <laughs> like, like, I don't. What sort of privilege is that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, what is like, that, I what know is it's wrong, but I can't it? put my finger on it. You know, like something is off. Okay, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I really don't. I'm like shit. You know, like I took a wrong turn somewhere, and and went from. Cool badass to dad shoes, you know, like I, I like somewhere like I, I, I don't know what happened. I fucked up somewhere. <laughs> I'm not sure where I fucked up, but I fucked up somewhere. Uh, yeah, I see. I, I, I always had an idea that I was working my way towards cool badass, but it never just kind of suddenly looked around and went. I, I took a wrong turn at Albuquerque somewhere along the line. The last time I could def I knew I was cool was in art school. I knew I had it, right? I was cool. I was doing things. I was, you know, people were like, wow, that's cool. You know, like I, I had girls like all around me. I had, you know, and then, you know, I took, a, like, like you're saying, I took a wrong turn somewhere and, and became not only respectable, but respectable old with comfortable shoes. And I, I've, I fucked up. <laughs> I acknowledge that I fucked up. Okay, I acknowledge that there is no market for me at, at the moment. Okay, like I could be on OnlyFans and I would starve if that was my job. Um, like nobody wants to see me licking bananas. <laughs> like that's not who I am. Right? It's not my. It's not my well, future well, look, in look, life. I'm sure that a person exists. It's just not worth a hundred grand worth of people. Yeah. You know, there might be one or two of them that would chuck me a quarter just to see me do it so that they could get it on film. There's some right? guy like Yuppix would pay a buck to see that just so he could plaster it over the Internet and go, look at this dumbass. Right? I was going to say, there's also probably some guy named Chuck living in his mom's basement going, yeah, lick that banana. Yeah, get it, boy. Cletus and Bobunk, you know, like exactly. I, maybe, maybe. But I, I don't like that's not a that's not a truth. That's not my truth. OK, but it's not my reality. Uh, I, I just, I, it, it's not there, right? There's, there's nothing there for me. Uh, I wish there was, I do. I wish there was, but, um, not so much. Well, now that this conversation has devolved to Cletus and Bobunk, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. do you have anything else on artificial intelligence this week? Oh, I think I said my fill on artificial <laughs> intelligence. Everybody's already turned off by now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've done, a, as usual, our a stellar job of staying on topic. Uh, Fantastic journalistic <laughs> integrity we are. Exactly. So uh, we will see if we can find another topic that we will not follow uh, for next week. Uh, and uh, have a wonderful weekend. Is this still a coven of capitalism where evil money can acquire a patina of virtue? Yes, that's in our charge. 